listening to the tidbit brought to you by Curate. I'm your host and the CEO of Curate, Kim Bryden. Do you run a small business or have dreams to start one? Well, here at the tidbit, we've got your back. We talk through tidbits of knowledge around starting or running a small business with a food and beverage lens. You are tuning into a special series, The Tidbit Takes the Road. In October 2020, I decided to hit the road on a cross-country listening tour to learn more about how non-coastal small businesses and small towns had been faring in 2020. How were they adapting and innovating? What new ways were people thinking about the economy? I recorded 13 interviews from Ohio to New Mexico, and they roll out weekly, so strap in, folks. Whether you're walking or driving or exercise bicycling, let's hit the road. A quick note before introducing our guest on this episode, the interview was recorded during the COVID-19 public health emergency, so that means the tidbit takes the road was conducted outdoors, so please be kind about any audio mishaps that may transpire. On this episode of The Tidbit Takes the Road, we sit down with Mayor James of Cynthiana, Kentucky. Mayor James is not only the city's mayor, but he also owns and operates the local theater and is a radio show host for WCYN. Mayor James Smith and I discuss small city main streets and their importance in retaining talent and overall area attraction. And moreover, we discuss how to create community, especially when you may have to build bridges across both race and party lines. Easily one of my top interviews on this journey. Thank you so much, Mayor James. I am so eager to hear your feedback, the tidbits of knowledge that you gleaned from this episode. So let's dive in. So we are live from Cynthiana, Kentucky, and I'm here with... James Smith, Mayor of Cynthiana. Oh, thanks for having me, James. Glad you came to our small town. (laughs) So right now we're at the Burley Market, which is adorable. I was told there's famous cinnamon rolls here, so I got some to go. I'm very excited to try them. And also across the street, I'm looking at this really... Really beautiful and also stoic, maybe a tiny bit scary mural of these two people who have very stern eyes. What's going on there? You're only seeing half of it. There are four people on that mural. Really? And they are characters from the TV show, The Walking Dead. Oh. So you're probably gonna ask why Walking Dead. (laughs) Yeah, why Walking Dead? (laughs) Well, the creator of The Walking Dead, uh, Robert Kirkman, and the original artist of the comic book, Tony Moore, are from Cynthiana. They graduated Mm. high school here together and and were friends. Uh, And when they created the first issue of the comic book, it was set here in Cynthiana. So we like to call ourselves the birthplace of The Walking Dead. That is amazing. And so the the mural you see is actually what we think is the largest Walking Dead mural in the world. Whoa. Fascinating. I feel like Cynthiana has all of these interesting little gems about it based on, it's a town of 6,700 people? 6,700 people, yes, ma'am. Wow. So what other industries exist in and around Cynthiana? We've got, we've got probably about four or five major uh, employers here, um, manufacturing. Uh, 3M is the biggest, and they manufacture post-it notes and scotch tape here. Wow. So, 
There are some great trucks. <laughs> there is. People here like their trucks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but 3M, that's fascinating. Post-it notes, scotch tape. I yes. was joking, maybe masks too. They probably are doing some masks right this year. Yeah. Uh, they probably added that. But the interesting thing about the post-it notes is uh, this is the only place in the world that makes 3M post-it notes. Really? Yeah, the only factory in the world. So every post-it note in the world, and I wish I knew the number. Yeah. They brag about the number here. Uh, <laughs> it's in the millions. But, yeah. They wow. all come from here. Fascinating. So what brought you here? I was born here, okay. so I guess my parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, born, born and raised here, graduated high school here, uh, went away to college in the military, and then came back. Mm -hmm. So I've been here most of my life. But you're not only the mayor of Cynthiana, you also have a radio show, which is near and dear to my heart. <laughs> yes, WCYN, which is our local little uh, radio station, AM and FM. Uh, I do a morning show Monday through Friday where I interview local, local characters, let's say. Okay, this is so interesting. Do you have a story recently that really resonated with you that sort of t tell, tells the tale of Cynthiana? You know, one of the coolest guests I have, and he comes on about every month, is Herbie Moore. He's a local artist. Mm. He's in his 90s and has just gotten better and better as he's gotten older. But he has a memory mm. that I've never seen. So mm. he can talk about things from like the 1940s and the 1950s when he was kids and how Cynthia was and the people who were here. So, Whoa. very interesting guy. That's Fascinating. I wonder what he thinks of all of these great murals. <laughs> well, we have, I think the, the count is over 20 murals in town. Wow. Yeah. I love that. So, so I want to know more about Cynthiana as a city and how it's adapted this past year. 2020 has been quite the year. Yes. <laughs> so I'm wondering what has surprised you about the adaptability of Cynthiana? Well, I don't know if you know this, uh, but we, Cynthiana, had the first cases of COVID in the state of Kentucky. Huh. Yeah. When it was still just pretty much out in Oregon and California, we got news one Friday, early, early March, that it was here. Wow. And there was a, there was a young lady that got it, and within that first week, tracing all her contacts, there was about five or six had it. So, you know, we were ground zero for Kentucky and pretty much most of the, the Midwest. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was very proud of the way our city pulled together. Mm -hmm. uh, everything that we were doing from the way we were shutting down schools and uh, the way we were uh, adapting businesses, we didn't shut down everything immediately. Yeah. Uh, but we were enacting a lot of the things that the whole world is doing now before the CDC even came out with, with the guidance. So, wow, that's incredible. So I'm, I'm pretty, very, very proud of our, our citizens and our community. And, and they continue to respond. I mean, in some places you have all these protests against masks and, and, and requirements, but we had an event downtown this past Friday night where we had probably two, three hundred people come down and everybody was wearing the mask and practicing wow. social distancing. Yeah. That's just 
we're of of a community and yeah. we care about each other. That's right. You know, about this event that happened on Friday, it, we are in a brisk uh, autumnal <laughs> fall right now. It's October. Um, and I'm seeing lots of beautiful gourds and pumpkins all over the place. What was going on Friday night? It sounds like the epitome of a community coming together. Well, you know, this year we've had to cancel just about all public events. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a thriving summer concert series that happens here and uh, festivals and all those got canceled. Uh, and so what we've had to rely on to get people downtown to get in to go to our retail shops and our restaurants is kind of a smaller, smaller micro mm -hmm. events. Yeah. And so the uh, our local theater, of which I'm part owner. Amazing. Uh, got, yeah, that's one of the other hats I wear. <laughs> I love that. Theater owner. Uh, we got the movie Hocus Pocus. And we found out about two weeks ago that we were going to get in the movie. And so the entire town, led by the Chamber of Commerce, kind of built a micro event around it called Witches Night Out. Ooh. And so uh, retail places were offering um, discounts and uh, a lot of the bars and microbreweries were offering different potions for the adults uh -huh. in the community if they Witches came out brew. early. Witches yeah. brew. That's right. Uh, and so people came out and they dressed in costume and there were fake fortune tellers on the streets, you know, oh, with their wow. crystal balls. And, uh, and this was all planned within two weeks. Amazing. Uh, and, and the town came out. So people are looking for things to do and they're looking for things to do uh, safely. Yes. And so that's what we've been trying to do. Right, and it sounds like people are not just being conscious of themselves, but also their community members, which is really beautiful. Right, and even people, you know, we had people show up who, you know, they're the ones you see on Facebook saying, I can't believe we have to wear a mask, you know, that's an infringement of my freedom and all that, uh -huh. you know, it's out there. But when they come into town, they respect other people enough yeah. to put the mask on mm -hmm. and make everybody, make their neighbors feel comfortable too, so. That's really great to hear. I'm in this vein of like what 2020 has brought us. I find that a lot of people are seeing this year as bringing lots of clarity or really like unearthing the values of a community. I'm wondering what you see as like the vision of Cynthiana maybe a year, five years from now, and how that differed from a year ago. Oh, that's a that's an interesting question. <laughs> you know, we've been experiencing for the last five years kind of a rebirth in Cynthiana. Oh. I know you look around now um, and you see just about every building full with a store or a restaurant or a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. You know, six years ago we were probably at about 30 percent mm, capacity. Capacity. Yeah. So you know 70 percent of our buildings were empty. Wow. That was just five or six years ago. Now we're almost all full with little places like the, the Burley that you're here. And uh, in fact, two years ago, this corner that we're setting in, there was nothing in any of these buildings that you could see. Wow. So what happened? We all pulled together and we had a vision uh, and we and we started talking about it with the Chamber of Commerce and Cynthiana Main Street was, was very important, economic development. We just all started talking about what kind of city do we want to be? And we set out with some goals 
and we just started building that. Mm. Um, so a microbrewery opened on Pike Street, and then shortly after that, some retail young people just started saying, hey, I'm going to try for the first time retail. And, yeah. And it kind of took hold. And so we've got, we've, we had some momentum going into this year, and then COVID hit, kind right. like we talked. We had to shut everything down. But even when we shut things down, like all the restaurants in Kentucky was shut down by the government. But we could do curbside. Right. And so we encourage people, eat out like you used to. You just can't go in anymore. Mm -hmm. And so businesses like the Burley here and others uh, picked up a lot of curbside traffic. And as they've been able to open up, that has continued. Mm. So some of so them are both actually, and. Yes. Mm -hmm. So some of them are actually doing better because they've added something that they didn't think about before. Mm. They Out diversified their revenue stream. They did. Mm -hmm. And outdoor seating, where we're sitting right now, mm -hmm. this didn't exist before COVID. And ah. then one of the things you'll see, like the cheese store over there across the street, they've got outdoor seating. The cheese uh, store? Yeah. We got to go there. We should. It's, <laughs> it's a really neat little place. I love that. And uh, so they put outdoor seating, and people love it, especially when it's warm and sunny. Yeah. And so we think that a year from now, these places will keep the curbside, they'll keep the outdoor seating mm -hmm. and the, the patio areas open. And uh, So you had said you were, pre-2020, you had already had these talks of what you wanted Cynthia to be as a city. Right. And these values or the way you want it to look and feel what what were some of them well we wanted to kind of the uh the tourism commission came up with a logo Ooh. called uh, cynthiana a small town escape for the soul a small town escape for the soul yes <laughs> wow that's kind of their tagline <laughs> and what they wanted to to market cynthiana as oh man you know we as a city we came up with a simple goal that we wanted cynthiana to be the kind of city where you wanted to live here work here and visit here if you mm -hmm. weren't from here and so we we started investing in tourism because we have a beautiful river that mm. goes through here and uh, it wasn't used very much mm -hmm. this year it seems like almost everyone has bought kayaks. Everyone's in the river. <laughs> Everybody going to the river, canoeing, uh -huh. kayaking. So, you know, that's just something that's kind of added to that. Mm -hmm. And so as people in big cities, you know, are looking for a place to go. Yeah. You know, they're looking at these small towns. Yeah. You know, about an hour to travel. that They can go Saturday and spend the afternoon. And so uh, just this past just this past weekend, one of the things we do at, at our theater is ghost walks. Ghost walks? Yeah. You know, like you see in big cities like Charleston yeah. or Savannah. We started that 14 years ago. Whoa. Doing ghost walks here in Cynthiana. So you know, as I was driving here, it was very misty. And I was like, I bet there's some ghosts over here. Well, <laughs> I, I think we... I think Bardstown, which you're going to, yeah. had the very first ghost walk in Kentucky. Whoa. But we started the second one. And so this past weekend, we did eight different ghost walks, all sold out. Who and, are these ghosts? Well, just about every building down here has a story. Oh, wow. So we just walk them around and tell them <laughs> what people have told us, and, and people seem to like it. And so we had people from Danville and 
southern Ohio and some people from Louisville and Frankfurt come here to Cynthiana. Wow. Uh, to walk around and hear ghost stories. That's amazing. So. An escape for the soul. An escape for the soul. <laughs> That somehow ties with ghosts kind of nicely, plus the Walking Dead mural. Like, I just, I feel a big theme emerging. We, we have several themes. And what are some others? Well, this year, since we couldn't have big events, mm -hmm. the, uh, the Chamber of Commerce and Tourism and Main Street working together came up with a theme to uh, make Cynthiana the number one fall destination in Kentucky. Of all of Kentucky? Of all of Kentucky. Whoa. We said, we're going to be the number one fall destination. The tourism board of Kentucky was like Cynthiana. Well, not the tourism board of Kentucky. Uh -huh. Our little tourism board here in Cynthiana. Amazing. We just decided to claim it because good. nobody else. Okay, we, we did a Google search and nobody else was claiming to be the number one fall destination. So yeah. we said, why can't we? Of course. And so we had a, a contest for businesses to decorate and we kind of had a skeleton theme. Uh huh. And so you didn't come in from south, you came from north. Yeah. So you didn't see the 12 foot tall skeletons greeting people as they came to town. I have to drive past them on my way out. have to drive past yeah. them. <laughs> They're by the entry sign. And just about every business in town has skeletons uh -huh. doing something. Like hair salons have skeletons in there getting their hair done. And, um, I love this. So just walk around. If you get a chance before you have to go, just walk around and look in the different... Everybody has skeletons and they've decorated. When I was in high school, I was the person who dressed up for every holiday. And I did the morning radio announcement, the morning announcements. Obviously, maybe that... <laughs> led you where you are. Led me to this moment in time. But like for Valentine's Day, I had my little cassette player and I recorded Love Me Do by the Beatles and then I like held it up to the microphone. I love when people can rally around a theme or a value. It just creates so much more connectivity. Right. And in, in like interconnectedness between peoples who maybe before in the busyness of everybody's lives, you sort of just passed on by. Right. Have you seen that change? I have seen that change. And I think seeing how many people have got on board uh, with us being the number one fall destination, it seems like everybody said, okay, I can believe that. Yeah. And then started working together. Uh, wow. Where it used to be, you know, everybody was very focused on their own problems yep. and their own challenges in their business. Now, they work together so yeah. if they hear the theater is showing hocus pocus they say how hey, can why i don't be we, a part yeah, yeah why don't we do a witch's brew and try to get people in or why don't we put a fortune teller out front and, this is uh, a big like macro question okay because i feel like maybe cynthiana could have the answer oh. <laughs> there seems to be this i don't know coming from my perspective i feel like lots of times in america this individualism is celebrated or like touted and yet what we're talking about is this collectivism and like how that creates resiliency and camaraderie so I don't know it's not that was more of a statement on my part but I'm wondering your thoughts and reflection yeah uh, we all want to be independent and so we teach our kids independence from a very very young age yeah but Zig Ziglar had a great quote that has stayed with me 
that if you want to succeed in life, help other people succeed. And so I've been mayor six years and our success here, from my perspective, is that we have a team of people <laughs> that work together. Our Chamber of Commerce Director, our Cynthia Main Street Director, our Tourism Director, Economic Development. We get together regularly <laughs> and, and we come up with a list of goals. Hey, what do we want to accomplish? So it's just not me accomplishing my goals and the Chamber accomplishing their goals. All of our goals is interconnected with one another. Yeah. And I think, and this is just my opinion, but I think the community has seen that, mm. how we're all working together yeah. and seeing the success that we're having. And so their propensity to work together is increased because of that. Right. So. I, I do want to acknowledge, and I had said this as we were sitting down, I just asked very bluntly if Cynthia was predominantly white and it, it is. It yeah. seems to be maybe 90% or so. Uh, yeah. Probably more 98%. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the 2% other are black Americans. And is there any other Hispanic? Hispanic you don't have some Hispanic here. Mm -hmm. And not much, not much Asian. Mm. It's mostly black and Hispanic. And from an age perspective, what's this... Like, are there young people? Is it mostly people in retirement well, age? What does that break down? Yeah, five, five or six years ago, it was probably mainly your baby boomers uh -huh. who were retiring here. And all the young people, and it's probably like this in most small towns, you can't wait to get out of your hometown. <laughs> uh -huh. Then you came back. Then I came back, yeah. <laughs> uh, but one of the things we've been seeing here lately in the last four or five years is young people moving back mm. to Cynthiana. Uh, some of them work outside the community. Mm -hmm. Some of them do get jobs here and work here. But it's young couples, you know, wanting a slower pace of life from the big city. And, and so they're coming here so much to the point that our number one biggest problem right now is housing shortage. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's yeah. interesting. We don't have enough housing for the people wanting to move here. Wow. And so Fascinating. that's our next hurdle that we're working on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I do want to circle back on the fact that of having a population with such a predominant race, I'm wondering if there are conversations or activity around all of the injustices and protests that have happened this year as well. There is. Uh, this year has been, it's been a weird year all the way around. Uh, but probably in, in June, I guess, when most of the protesting started after the, uh, the shootings in Georgia of the, of the jogger, mm -hmm. and, and it seemed like it was followed very rapidly with, with the murder the Breonna, of George Floyd. Yeah. Oh, George and Breonna Floyd Taylor. and Breonna Taylor yeah. was just in Louisville, which was earlier, but it hadn't. It seemed like there was no just nothing was was being done. Yeah. And so uh, our our local African American population wanted to join in the protests, mm -hmm. not so much protesting what was going on here, because we worked really hard over the years to uh, have a diverse police force. Mm. So even though you know the population here is 98 percent white, 
our police force that we hired here, we act actively sought out mm. to have a very diverse force. Mm. Uh, and so when it, when it came time to put together our, mm -hmm. our, our protest or rally, uh, whatever you wanted to call it, uh, it wasn't just a Black Lives Matter kind of protest. It, it was more of a protest to say, these things are going on in our world let's not be like the world here in Cynthiana. Mm. And so the police were out with the protesters and I spoke and the county judge spoke who predominantly, I mean, we're white. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we were able to speak to the, to the group and most of the group, most of the protesters that came out were white. Mm. And, and we were arm in arm walking down the street. We had to walk through the downtown area and it was very peaceful and people were inspired by it and, mm. and seemed to be pulled closer together. Mm. And so this seems to be something that I'm feeling inspired by in this cross country tour is this idea that a lot of times in media or the culture, I hear things like this is happening to me or woe is me and from lots of communities, white communities um, specifically that don't feel like they have agency and ownership of their destination or future. It's like waiting for someone else to like make a grand change coming from the tops of the top. I, I've told you I'm from Washington DC. So waiting for like a leader to save us. Right. And what I think is so remarkable about what you just shared is saying, we're not waiting for some leader at the top to save us. We are effectuating change here in the community and really like walking the walk. Right, well, when you look at it and uh, it's easy to see the governments from the top don't have unlimited buckets of money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> to send down to us to, to save us all. Mm -hmm. uh, if we get a bucket of money, uh, that, that'd be great. Yeah. But <laughs> we can't just sit around and wait for it. Uh -huh. We've got to say, okay, we don't have a million dollars to do this, but so what can we do with the 10,000 that we have? Right. Uh, and maybe it's something simple. Like one of the first things we did was plant trees on Main Street. Oh, okay. So, you know, a couple thousand dollars to plant trees. Uh, or maybe it's, you know, the Arts Council mm -hmm. going out, getting donations to paint a 30-foot tall Walking Dead mural. Right. You know, it was private citizens that pitched in money to bring a artist from Portugal. Wow. Over here. Neat. So, it's things like that. You're right. You can't wait for the government to save you because... Or any, like, even private sector sometimes, right. you know. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, large, large mega corporation coming right. in. Yeah. I, I think it's really fascinating, especially because we are on the main street. These are all small businesses yes that are right here yeah um, most are owned by just single single people or our families yeah that's really beautiful okay one of my last questions for you okay um what are things you would have said were non-negotiable before that now you feel like are negotiable oh gosh it's a big one are you talking about before covid um, not even necessarily COVID related. I, you were, it seemed to me, seems to me that Cynthia was on this journey already of like internal exploration 
but maybe you thought like, there's no way we would ever do blah, 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 or I would have never thought we could have done da, da, da. But now you're like, ooh, I think there is an opportunity here. Or you're willing to watch. <laughs> now, I, I would have never thought that we would be, you know, something like the number one fall destination in Kentucky. Yeah. Just to use a, a recent example. Because at the beginning of all this, you know, you kind of think, oh, we need that one big 500 employee factory to locate here. Uh-huh. You know, that's going to bring in the bring tax the base. And uh-huh. that's going to... We don't... We didn't get that. And yet we have... Uh, we have seen a 6 to 8% growth rate in our occupational tax dollars every single year. Wow. Uh, for the last five years and it's the little businesses so you don't get the 500 employee you get 25 employee businesses come here <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just the same yeah and so even this year uh, during COVID when so much was shut down we still had a 6% growth rate really in our occupational tax dollars incredible yeah I was floored when I looked at the numbers uh, so you know we are still prosper. We haven't lost a single business due to COVID. Mm. Uh, even these small little businesses are, are, are thriving. Do you think it's because, well, this was kind of a leading question, but. Okay. <laughs> Lead me. <laughs> Do you think that the success of not having any businesses close is due to the fact that the community members understand the power of their dollar? Like that what they spend their money on is making sure that this business stays like in in business and viable like do people make that cognitive connection i think they do more this year Mm. because of covid Mm -hmm. so that may be the one positive thing that comes out i know you know amazon's doing great walmart's doing great you know with their online sales but People have gotten to the mindset now where they think, can I get that somewhere here? Yeah. Because they know if they spend a dollar at a retail spot, that person's probably going to go out and re-spend that dollar, you know, at the local restaurant. So right. it gets spent over and over and over when you spend it locally, uh, rather than sending it somewhere else. Somewhere else. I know. I don't want to live in a world where it's only just Amazons and Walmarts. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and and nothing against them. Yeah, I, I buy a lot from Amazon. Right, but it's not available here. Right. Yeah. More commodity. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, if someone listening to this wants to find you or learn more about Cynthiana, where where do we go? Um, just, if you just do a Google search for Cynthiana, Kentucky, mm-hmm. you'll you'll see our city website, CynthianaKY.com. Amazing. You can click on that. Do you have an Instagram? Uh, our tourism does. Ooh. So look up Cynthiana Tourism. Uh-huh. And, and they post pictures all the time. You, you can see some of the fall decorations here, the skeletons. The, These famous skeletons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll see, you know, the Walking Dead mural. You'll, you'll see that on our tourism. Cool. So look up Cynthiana Tourism. And if you're within travel distance, I would encourage people come, stop come by. down come down and just spend the day get a kayak on this river that's right yeah kayak come see a movie we're one of the only movie theaters still open really wow 
how about you? Do you have a personal page anywhere? I have a Facebook page, Ooh. but that's that's it. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't have a personal page. I've tried blogging. Yeah. It's really difficult. <laughs> it is. Uh, I wonder if I can so, Google your radio station and tune in. You can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What time of day? WCYN.com. Uh -huh. uh, my show is at 9:10 every morning, but it's also available on podcasts. We keep right. a week's a week's worth of shows. On the website. Up on the website, yeah. Amazing. Thanks for talking with me. Oh, it's been a it's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed this. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, I guess we're gonna have to go walk around this main street now and check out all these fall decorations. Have to show you around in yeah. the cheese shop. Yeah. I'm leaving all of you listeners. Uh, I'm leaving you wanting to to explore Cynthiana because sadly you're not going to experience it through my eyes anymore <laughs> or my my voice anymore um well thank you so much oh you're welcome thanks for coming <laughs> did you know that the tidbit is derived from a bi-weekly newsletter that we send out at curate in it we discuss what we're reading eating drinking listening to and learning five quick morsels of information to get you in the know and on top of your game Head over to curate.co, C-U-R-E-A-T-E dot co to sign up. Also, we would love if more listeners like you could find out about the tidbit. Our mission at Curate includes the sharing of education and access to resources. And the best way to reach more folks like you is to leave a review on iTunes. Seriously, head over and let us know what tidbit of knowledge resonated with you. Until next time, remember to scale thoughtfully and source locally.